Welcome to the FBCLB podcast, where you'll find the preaching of Dave Delaney, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Long Beach. Thanks for listening. Turn your Bibles to 2 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles, Genesis, Exodus, 2 Chronicles. <laughs> uh, just kidding. 2 Chronicles chapter number 7. You know a very familiar passage of scripture, 2 Chronicles chapter number 7, verse 14 and 15. My wife Bianca's back over there, wave sweetheart, amen. This November we'll be married 40 years, the big four zero, amen. She loves me 99% of the time, that 1% she wants to kick me, amen, in Jesus' name, amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. But uh, she's been a great help, you know, what a blessing uh, my wife is. Uh, the Bible says here in 2 Chronicles 7, 14 and 15, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now mine eyes shall be open and my ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. You want know, to read also 2 Timothy 2 and verse 19 where the Bible says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. The Lord knoweth them that are his. And let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. You know... Uh, you're a Christian, you tell people, I'm a Christian. I'm a child of the king. Amen. You ever said, you ever told anybody you're a Christian? Raise your hand if you ever told somebody you're a Christian. Amen. Because you're a Christian, you're not ashamed of it. Say, I'm a Christian. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of the king. How are you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored. Well, who blessed you and why are you highly favored? Because I'm a child of the king. The Bible says in John 1, 12, as many as receive him to them gave you power to become the sons of God, even them that believe in his name. You're a child of God. Jesus, you see, God doesn't have any grandchildren. I got, we got to have nine in ne next month. We're going to have nine. But God has only sons. Right. Amen. You're a child of God. You're a son. You've been adopted to the family of God. You're a child of the king. If my people. Here's talking to his people. To us. To usans, the way they say in Oklahoma, amen. Hey, are you a child of God? You want, you want God to bless you? There's four things that I see that, that we need that we can learn here if you want God to bless you. Number one, it says, well, you know what? Let me rewind. Hold on. I'm going to read a few verses before I get to that. Jeremiah 23, 29, talking about the word of God. It is not my word like a sapphire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. The Bible uses many symbols and exp to express the ministry of the word of God. The word is like a fire and a hammer that breaketh the rock, the stony heart in pieces. You know, pastor was saying, hey, let the Holy Spirit of God talk to you. Let it deal with you. He's the one that's going to teach you. He's the one that's going to guide you. He's the one that's going to help you understand. What do you have for me? Holy Spirit of God, he'll show, he'll show you. The conviction comes from the Holy Spirit of God through his word. And so he'll guide us and direct us. So uh, another thing we see also, it is like water, like this water right here. Thank you, sister, for the water. Amen. The water ministry. Can I get a witness? 
We was preaching today on, on, on the wheel and how, how God molds and he makes that clay and you need that water, which is the water is a picture of the word of God it is a water of life and cleansing. In Ephesians 5, 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the watching of the water by the word, by the word of God. Uh, St. John 4, 14, Jesus said, but whosoever drinketh of the water of, that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. And when you go and you give the gospel to somebody else because you're a Christian, you're giving them the word of God. You're giving them the gospel. Amen. And so it's powerful, the word of God is. It is also called the seed that brings forth eternal life. St. Luke verse 8 and verse 1. Chapter 8 and verse 1, and it came to pass afterwards that he went throughout every city and village preaching and sowing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. It is a mirror that reveals the glory of the Lord in contrast with the sinfulness. 2 Corinthians 3.18, but we all will open with open face beholding as a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So I just want to read some verses about the Word of God. Amen. Now we'll get into el mensaje, ¿verdad? La palabra de Dios. If you didn't understand that, you don't got the gift of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> How many did not understand that? <laughs> you know, that, that, that guy will start saying, hakara, pakara, wakara. He didn't say nothing, brother. He's just acting like he got something. Amen. <laughs> he got it. He got it. He ain't got nothing. Amen. <laughs> well, can I get a witness? I heard that one preacher was preaching. The lady got up and she started, hakara, pakara, wakara, wakara. And the pastor said, the Lord gave me the spirit of interpretation. She's going to give $4,000 to the church. <laughs> she sat down. She never spoke again. Amen. <laughs> so don't be trying that on me tonight. Amen. <laughs> Second Chronicles chapter 7 says, If my people which are called by my name show, number one, humble themselves. You don't want God, you want God to bless you, sir. You want God to bless you, ma'am. Young person, you want God to bless you, you need to humble yourself. Amen. The problem is people don't want to be humble. They're so proud. They got the pride flag. Pride comes before destruction. By the way, they stole that flag. Well, can I get an amen, somebody? Four steps are mentioned that without question are very necessary for the Lord to bless his people. Humble yourself. Proverbs 15, The fear of the Lord is, a, is the instruction of wisdom and before honor is humility. You know, we went to go eat. At, was it Chipotle or was it? I keep getting it. Chipotle. I said, I said that other, his cousin. What's his cousin's name? Cordoba, yeah, they're cousins, you know, I said. But anyway, we went to Pastor, uh, Pastor D, Brother J, and uh, Wilkerson. We went to go eat, and uh, we were over there eating, right? And so, well, before we went, Pastor said, Brother Var, get in the front seat. You know, he's the pastor. And he's, he's humbling himself. He said, Brother, you, you sit in the front. You know, most of the time, people run to sit in the front for a shotgun. Can I get a witness? I got, I got shotgun. I got shotgun. <laughs> Running over there. You see, when you humble yourself, you let somebody else take a spot. Because why? The Bible says, hey, 
go ahead and humble yourself unless you sit somewhere and say, hey, bro, move, move over because somebody else is going to sit there. Then they humble you. It's better to humble yourself than for you to be humbled. Huh? You see, we have to be careful. We want God to bless us. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves. I'm talking to the Christian. Are you a humbled person? You see, in order for you to get saved, you have to humble yourself. You can't get saved. Yeah, I got saved because I did this. You didn't do nothing. You had to go down, bro. Huh? Nobody can get saved as they're proud. You got to humble yourself. Proverbs 18, 12, before destruction, the heart of man is haughty and before honor is humility. First Peter 5, 5, likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. Do you have the coat of humility? Can somebody say, yeah, he's a humbled person. She's a humbled person. My daddy is humble. You know anybody that humbles and knows everything? <laughs> Some people, you, you ain't finished talking to them and they're already telling you the answer. They're not even listening to you. Can I get a witness? They know everything. You ever met anybody that knows everything? Mijo, I want you to, I know, I know, I know. I'm not even finished telling you what I want you to do. I know, I know. Déjame acabar de decirte, mijo, I haven't even finished telling you. I'm gonna knit, your nickname is gonna be I know, I know. No, you don't. Listen to your elders. For God resisted the proud and giveth grace unto the humble. Hey, it's the grace of God. I mean, the grace of God. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Have you found grace? I married a girl named Grace. Does that work? No, that don't work. <laughs> I don't care if you married a girl named Hope, a girl named Faith. You got to receive all that. Can I get a witness? Amen. <laughs> Can you imagine? There's a place in Oklahoma called Humble, Oklahoma. And I believe they said some Germans settled there. And, and uh, they, wanted, they wanted to be humble. I believe that's the story. Amen. In Micah 6, 8. He hath showed thee, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk, how? Humbly with thy God. Are you walking humbly? Huh? Man, we need to humble ourselves, church. He's leading us in the singing, in the song, and he's talking about to sing and rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. You know what? You know why? What's wrong with us? And we're supposed to be singing to the Lord, but you go to a football game, you go to a basketball game, you go to a volleyball game. Come on, Mija! Come on, you can do it. Get it, girl. Yeah, that's my girl. Mija, Mijo, where to go, Mijo? Remember when my boy Joey was playing ball? I mean, he was pretty good. And he'd hit and they said, man, isn't that your son? Yeah. And they were going all crazy. Why are you going all crazy? Why am I going to go all crazy? Over, I mean, I, I got excited inside, but I didn't want to act like a fool outside. <laughs> Can I get a witness? 
The guy next to me, his boy never made a basket, and he finally made a basket. He's yelling, that's my son. That's my son. And I'm like, that's the only shot he made all year, bro. I didn't say that, but you know what I'm talking about. Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. We had a lady who would yell, put Jesse in. She wanted them to put her son in. Yell loud, put Jesse in. Poor Jesse never got to play. (laughs) Put Jesse in. Jay, coach, just let him play, coach. (laughs) What position did you play in football? I played get back. Really? Yeah. Coach, when do I get to play? Get back, son. Get back. Get back. (laughs) Uh, You talk about getting humbled, amen. Well, can I get an amen, somebody? James 4, 6. But he giveth more grace, wherefore he said, God resisteth the proud and giveth grace unto the humble. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. You know... You'll be lifted up by God and not man. You know, we wanted to be lifted up by man. Man, he's good. He did this. He did that. And then that man will fall because he's just a man. So I believe, I think it was back when uh, Larry Bird played. I don't know if you all remember, even know who Larry Bird was. But back in the day, I guess that was in the 80s, and they were playing a game. And, I mean, this pe- they were going to lose and these, these people are going to win. They're just all excited and looking at the camera and all that. And then they steal the ball and just scored and they lost the game. The pride went away quickly because within seconds. Can you imagine you score? You're supposed to score. You're supposed to try to score. But you want to stop and, 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 and take pictures and yeah. You're like, you know, and the guy gets the ball, runs back and makes the basket over there because you didn't go on defense. <laughs> people get so excited about one, one thing that they did. And then don't play D. How many of you knew who Vinny Del Negro was? He played for the Spurs. I used to call him Vinny El Negro because he never played no D. Amen. Vinny (laughs) El Negro. All right. All right. But you know what? Who humbled himself? Jesus Christ, God Almighty, came from heaven and he humbled himself. In a form of man. And he who knew no sin was made sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. We heard that scripture in the singing today. He humbled himself. I mean, can you imagine? He's up, he's up in glory. He's up in heaven. And he's going to come down from the highest you can be. He's God Almighty. He made heaven and earth. And he's going to come down to become man. We have an example of Jesus Christ To humble ourselves. He was all God, but he was all man. And he became man. And he died on the cross for your sin and my sin. He humbled himself. If he humbled himself, we can humble ourselves as Christians. You know, you're a Christian. You humbled yourself to get saved. But then pride came around. And then we we forget where we came from. We forget forget this as such were some of you, the Bible says. We forget how we were. Pastor was talking about, well, how can we help somebody that just got out of jail? Somebody in situations like that. You know, some of those were like that. And we forget that we were like that. Because now, we, we be, we're Christians now. We got a job. We're doing this. We're doing that. And we forget where we came from. Don't let God have to humble you to remind you. 
Remember the king that eh, became like a stump and God had to humble him, eating long nails. I mean, you talk about humbling. There are stories in the Bible that we can go through where God humbles people. Let, let's not let that happen to us. Number two, you want God to bless you? Pray. You want God to bless you, sir, ma'am, young person? Pray. The Bible says in Psalms 55, 17, evening and morning and at noon, will I lift and cry aloud and he shall hear my voice. You know, prayer is so important for the Christian. Pastor said he's praying in his prayer that God will speak to him. They'll speak to all of us, the Holy Spirit of God. Because when you talk to God, you're asking God to help you. You see, we don't, we don't have it all together. People say, hey, Chaplain George, uh, everything okay? <laughs> no. You got everything together? No, I ain't got nothing together. I need a lot of help. I never got anything under control. Do you? Yeah, everything cool. I got everything under control. You do? You're lying to somebody, bro. <laughs> we need God to help us in everything. I mean, the, the, the young people getting ready to start school, you need God to help? Yeah, but I'm pretty smart. And, and you, you, you rely on your own intelligence instead of asking God, you, you can get a, e, a B real easy. And you don't work hard for an A when you can get A's. But because you rely on your own. But how about if you tap in and ask God, you, you, you're talking to a guy that had D minuses and C's. I almost got kicked out of Bible college because my grade was so low. Uh, brother, uh, brother Vara, hey, if you don't get it up, we're going to have to. Kick you out of Bible college. Amen. I don't know how many times I was that close to being kicked out. But you know what? God called me. And God helped me. God will help anybody. I never had anything under control in Bible college. Well, anyway, that wasn't in here, but. Even in the morning at noon, when I lift and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. James 5, 16, confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Amen. I remember one time I was preaching in Houston, and I'm sitting over here in the platform with the pastor, and then he comes up and he says, hey, pray for brother so-and-so. He's having a brain surgery, and, and he's giving some announcements, and, and I'm sitting over there looking at my notes, what I'm going to preach, and I'm not really paying attention for the prayer list. And then it was a revival for some days. And then he took me with him to the hospital. And there was brother so-and-so with his head cut open that I didn't pray for, that he was asking everybody to pray for. But if it was your daddy, you'd pray for him. If it was your son, you'd pray for him. You sometimes they're asking for prayer and we, we're so worried about something else. If my people shall humble themselves and pray, See, the problem is we're not praying the way we should pray. Somebody has a problem, a child, and, and he's got an issue, and oh, at least it ain't my kid. I knew he wasn't going to make it. Stepping on that kid instead of, you know what, let's pray for him. I mean, last night I thought about a couple of my nephews, and I was praying for them last night. Uh, why? Because they need prayer. You know, God puts people in your path. And you get to know people, people in your circle, you pray for them. Those are people that God put in your circle. More so, you got to pray for them. 
You want God to bless you, pray. Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. You don't understand sometimes how to pray, and the Holy Spirit of God helps you. Years ago, uh, Joey, Joey our, our middle son, was going to go to Bible college, and I, I drove him to the airport, and I dropped him off, and I hugged him. I said, mijo, uh, you know, I'm proud of you. God bless you. And, and he, got, he, he left. And, and I saw him, and I waved at him, and then I, I got in my vehicle and drove about half a mile past her, and I started crying. And I couldn't control my crying. And I, I didn't know what, what was going on. And I really believe this scripture here. I really understood that scripture now with groanings that cannot be uttered. I didn't know what to say. I, and, and I didn't know what to tell God about helping my son going off to college. That God will use him. That God will work in his life. And, and for the first time I understood, I believe, Pastor, that verse. And verse 27 says... And he that searches the hearts knoweth what is in the mind of the spirit, because he that maketh intercession for the saints, for you, Christian, according to the will of God. You see, it's according to the will of God. Do you want God's will for your life? You want God's will for your children? Pray. I was in a prison and, and I was preaching in a courthouse. And there was a guy there that he and two other guys had beaten a police officer and they moved him from our facility to that one because he was claiming that they were going to beat him and all this stuff. And so I'm there and he comes up to me and says, hey, brother, he said, can you pray for me? Well, the Bible says where two or three are gathered and, and if two agree on something and God will do it and can you agree with me? I said, man, I don't even know you. I don't know nothing about you. You just want me to agree with you that you're going to get out? How about... Uh, if it's God's will for you to get out, no, 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 for me to get out, for me to get out. How about if it ain't God's will for you to get out right now? No, 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 pray that, that I get out. Well, who don't want to get out? Amen? And so, if we don't want God's will, we want our will. But the Holy Spirit of God praying in the will of God, Lord, if it's your will, ah, them typical Christians, if it's your will, you see, they got a cop out, they got a way out. But then you got those that I demand, I told God to deliver him and he's going to deliver. Who do you think you are to tell God that he's got to do something? That's very prideful. No, no humility at all. I know God's going to do this because I told him to do it. Wow. Checkmate. <laughs> Can I get a witness? Amen. ¿Quién se cree ese tonto, verdad? Well... 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray without constantly being in the spirit of prayer. I remember I was driving with this guy. We were going to the prison. And I said, brother, uh, I'm going to go and pray. And so you pray too. And so I, act, I acted like I bowed my head, but I only got, I got this eye closed where he can see, but I got this eye open and I'm driving. And he's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm praying. I said, you pray too? <laughs> He said, you crazy. I said, no, no, I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. Really. <laughs> uh, that was a good one, amen. <laughs> hey, you can be a Christian and have fun. Amen. Well, can I get an amen, somebody? 1 Timothy 2.8, I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. 
You see, lifting up holy hands is a Jewish attitude of prayer. There's nothing wrong with lifting your hand. It's when you start washing windows and stuff. It's, it's when you got to be careful about it. Amen. Uh, ain't nothing wrong with, hey, if it's of God. But if it's in the flesh, you're bringing attention to moi. Amen. And so don't do that. Can I get an amen somebody? <laughs> oh, shucks. Holy hands. Prayers will not be answered if an unholy life is allowed. Isaiah 59, 1 and 2 says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that he cannot save, neither his ear heavy that he cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. See, when Jesus is in the cross and all your sins and my sins and the sins of the world will place upon him, God the Father and God the Holy Ghost had to turn away. And he said, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? Because of your sin and my sin. He, he took that sin upon himself. You want God to bless you. Humble yourself. You want God to bless you. Pray. Jude 20 and verse, uh, Jude 20 says, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Number three, you want God to bless you? Seek God. Seek his face. Be, be devoted. In Acts chapter 17, verse 22, uh, Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious. For I passed by and beheld your devotion, I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship, him I declare unto you. Now, they're ignorant, okay? You're not. You know the God of heaven, and you can pray, and you can humble yourself, and you can be devoted to him. But yet, we know the truth, and we're not telling others about the truth that is in us. I was talking about, I think, I don't know if it was an elementary, how God is a light and he's, he's a light and the God that made everything and that same God, what's an awesome and amazing is that he lives in us. That's an amazing thing. You walk around, if you're a Christian, he's in you. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. He lives in you. That's amazing. God Almighty lives in you by the Holy Spirit of God. You cried out to God the Father, believing in the Son, and the Holy Ghost came in. You see, all three are in on it. Amen? Wow. Well, I don't understand how three can be one. It's easy. When it snows, there's the snow. When it melts, it becomes water. And when it freezes, it becomes ice. There are three in, in one. At the same time, they're always God, and they're always three. The three in one, the triune God. And so we're, we, we ought to be devoted to our God. And in Luke 2, 25, and beheld, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. Just and devout, the Bible says, righteous, for this term explains Simeon's upright character. You see, if you humble yourself and you pray and you're devoted to God, you'll be a man or a woman of character. Amen? 
Now, you don't have to go tell people, I have character. <laughs> you a character is what you are, bro. Like a cartoon, amen? Hey, either you're a character or you have character. And depending on what we do right here explains if we have character or not. They, they go to court and they try to break somebody's character. He didn't have no character in the first place. <laughs> you going to listen to that witness? Huh? Devout. Reverencing God. Acts 2.5. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Acts 8.2. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentations over him. Acts 10 verse 1 and 2. There was a, a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band of, called the Italian band, a devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. You got to pray to God always. And the last thing, you want God to bless you, humble yourself. You want God to bless you, pray. You want God to bless you, be devoted, seek God's face. And number three, repent. Amen. Turn from your wicked ways. You see, we see everybody else's wicked ways, but we don't see ours. Huh? It's easy to criticize somebody else, and we don't look at ourselves. Amen? You do it like this. Hey, brother, you got something in your eye. Can, can I help take that off your eye, bro? You got something in your eye, you need to get it out. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> and I got a beam sticking out of mine. Why? Because I only see your problem, and I don't see mine. I was preaching at this prison and this inmate come out and says, bro, I'm sure glad you preached that because that fellow over there, he needed that one. <laughs> that was for him. I'm sure glad he came tonight. I said, well, did God give you? No, no, no. It, it was for him. Real humble. <laughs> this other guy come up. He said, you know, preacher, God called me to preach and I'm going to preach all over the world. I said, how long you been here in this prison? About four months. And you're going to preach all over the world? He said, yeah. I said, what unit are you in? I'm in H unit. I said, well, why don't you start an H unit? Why don't you start preaching an H unit? And maybe God will let you preach in G unit, and he might let you get out, and then he might let you preach some other place. But start where you're at. Amen? We need to start where we're at. We need to get right where we're at. There was a song these inmates would sing. It's called, Get Right Church and Let's Go Home. Get right, church, and let's go home. Get right, church, get right, church. Get right, church, and let's go home. And they start singing. I mean, they sing it. And I already knew, hey, before I preach, you need to sing Get Right, Church. Amen. And they'd sing it. That was the special they would do for me, and I enjoyed that. Because we need to get right. Get right, church. You see, we're, we're, we're pointing our, our finger at the world when the problem is right here. Yeah, that guy, you see that guy, he got, he got ripped off stealing over there in that bank. My daddy said, boy, if you're ever going to steal, go steal from a bank. That's where the money at. <laughs> don't, be buying, don't be stealing from 7-Eleven and things like that. <laughs> go to the bank. Can I get an amen, somebody? I mean, you know what's happening in Oklahoma right now? They got all these marijuana places. Where do you think they're stealing it at? They're ripping them off. 
What do you expect? That's where the weed is and the money. Amen. But repent in the New Testament is a subject chiefly has reference to repentance from sin and to change of mind involves both turning from sin and turning to God. It's simultaneously you're going this way and you're going to turn the, and over here. It's it, it simultaneously. I'm going to turn from sin and turn to God. Okay. See, people say, well, I'm going to I'm going to try to be good. I'm going to try to be good. Come here. I want, you, I want you to stand right here. Now, now try to sit down. You're right there. Try to sit down. No, no, I said try. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> try, try to sit down. <laughs> you see, he's trying, but he ain't doing too good, is he? <laughs> it's like if, if we have an offering and we pass a plate and some of you try to give. <laughs> Can I get a witness? So they pass a plate, and you try, you're trying to give, but, but you know. <laughs> you're trying to give, but you ain't giving. Huh? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to be a good boy, mommy. Daddy, I'm, I'm going to try to be good. No, just be good. Stop trying. Huh? 20 years in prison, doing life without parole. Mama tried. Mama tried. Mama tried. That was a country song. Mama tried. And they sing it in prison. Mama tried. He didn't do a good job. I'm right here in prison. That's, that's the, the, the whole thing about it. Don't try. Do it. You see, when you're saved and you're not doing right and you're not doing these things and I'm not doing these things and we expect God to hear our prayer and answer our prayer, we got a problem. There's problems between brothers and sisters in church. We had a couple uh, men. These guys, I mean, I'm talking about 70, in their 70s. They were the best of friends. I mean, uh, the Bible says, can two walk together lest it be agreed? Name us 3-3. I mean, these guys walked together, won souls together, and Christmas gave things to people. I mean, they did everything great. And then they had a, a falling away. A year and a half or two. And I said, man. So I had an idea. I called one of them and said, hey, brother. I said, uh, at Dillard's, they have these suits at 50% off, and then they have an, an extra 40% off. Uh, by the way, you know, brother so-and-so, that you all, I don't know if you're wrong or he's wrong, but one of you is going to die first, and you're going to go to his funeral, or he's going to come to your funeral. And you never got things right. And I just thought I'd tell you that, man, I don't know whose fault it is, but somebody needs to get things right. By the way, they're 50% off, uh, off an additional 40. Okay, thank you, brother. And I hung up. Then I called the other brother. I said, hey, brother, uh, do you know that at Dillard's today they have 50% off on the suits and an additional 40? Really? Yeah. And I didn't feel led to tell him the other part. Okay, anyway. Oh, okay. And I hung up. And they both show up at Dillard's. And he puts a suit on. One of them putting the suit on, the one that I didn't tell to get right or whatever, he put a suit on and the other one shows up. Man, he says, you look pretty sharp, brother. If I was you, I'd buy that suit. And they got to talking, they went and drank coffee, and now they're buddy buddies over nothing. And you know, that's what happens in the church. People used to talk to each other. They had fellowship, and some little thing 
He owes you five bucks. He thinks you're the one that owes him the five bucks. You owe him five bucks, but he thinks you owe him five bucks. Whatever it is. Sister, you let her have a, a plate with a pie, and that was your favorite plate, and you ain't got it back in 10 years. <laughs> and you don't talk to her no more. And the devil's laughing the whole time. Look at them Christians. Look at them Christians. You know, they try to do that with us Christians in prison. But we're talking to inmates and somebody asks a question. They want us to be contradicting so that we would fight. And then they would say, and they, look at them Christians fight. Uh, maybe there's somebody here you need to get things right with. But, you know, first, first John 1 John 1.9, I'm almost done. First John 1 John 1.9. First John 1 John 1.9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. To forgive us our sin and cleanse us from what? All unrighteousness. You see, when you sin, or I sin and we get it right, it's like we're starting all over. I like my coffee hot. Anybody like their coffee hot? Amen. Who drinks it with ice? Okay. Man, you got iced coffee and hot coffee. Who don't like coffee? All the sinners, raise your hand. All those that don't like coffee. <laughs> Let's pray for the brothers and sisters that don't. Uh, the Bible says that the men brew the coffee. It says he brews, not she brews. Amen. But anyway, uh, I like my coffee hot. And when I'm drinking it, it gets cold. So I put it in the microwave. And I push 30 seconds. Then I push start. But if I made a mistake, instead of 30 seconds, I put three hours. Two hours, 59 minutes, and he started going like that. Am I going to leave it? Am I going to let it go? I'm going to push what button? Stop. And then another button. Clear. Yeah. That's, this is a clear button. First John 1, 9. Start all over. You want God to bless you? Start all over. You can't change yesterday. You can't change the week before. But you can get started today. Dear God, help me right now. And you know where it starts? In the altar. We live in a time when people don't like to come to the altar. Okay, with your heads bowed and eyes closed. If God spoke to your heart, will you come? Will you come? <laughs> yeah, there he goes. It's about time he went down there to get things right. Huh? There he go again. Every time he goes. Why did he go every time? He's pushing the button all over again. You see, it don't matter what other people think. When we get right, man, you, you feel good from the inside out, and you're happy, and you can talk to people because you got right. The Bible says, he that covereth his sin shall not prosper, but he that confesseth and forsaketh shall have mercy. You see, he that, he that covereth his sin Can you wind me up a little bit more, brother? My, battery, my battery's dying, amen. So, uh, the Bible says in Proverbs 28, 13, he that covereth his sin, here's the sin, he that covereth his sin shall not prosper because he's covering it. Adam and Eve, they covered their sin, right? And we've been covering ever since, that was the first cover-up. And we've been covering up ever since. 
Why will he not prosper? Because God will uncover it. But he that confesses and forsaketh shall have mercy, and God will cover it. You come to the altar. You can get right where you're at and, and the chair, right where you're at. But there's something about coming forward. You know, they even make, they even make the aisles tilted so when you get up, you already started to come forward. <laughs> That's the idea. You, where you stand and you're already going like that because it's tilted and you still don't come forward. The next thing you know is the Holy Ghost to tell you, go ahead, mijo. <laughs> go on and go forward. Well, we don't want to do it. Be sure your sin will find you out. Numbers 32, 23. Psalms 51, 3. For I acknowledge my transgression, my sin is ever before me. There's so much scripture about sin. You know, righteousness exalted the nation. But sin is a reproach to who? To any people. You know what's wrong with America? It was built on biblical principles. You would go to any courthouse and you had this scripture everywhere. And then we said, hey, don't be praying in school. Kick prayer out of school. They're trying to tell you that a man can be a woman and he want to be a woman. And uh, I mean, you is what you is, amen. And that's all that you is. I think I, I, Popeye said it, and I think Paul said it. I am what I am, and it's all that I am. I think Popeye stole it from uh, Paul. Can I get a witness? And then I like that verse, uh, that song, Come As You Are. Yeah. Just as I am without one plea. Just as you are. Come as you are. Humble yourself. Pray. Be devoted to God. And repent. And God will heal your land and he'll answer your prayers and my prayers.